Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee Podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this podcast episode in which I'm joined by Mudasir. And uh, he is in Pakistan at the moment as we're recording this. And we've just been having a little bit of a chat beforehand. And we've realized we've got a couple of common interests, which I'm sure we're going to find out a little bit more about later on. But good to have you on today's podcast. And tell, tell the listeners a little bit about you. Give us a little bit about the story of who you are and why you do what you do. Hey, uh, hey Simon. Hey guys, thank you so much for, for having me. Absolutely a pleasure to you know to join everybody here. Um, okay, so if I just you know try to put it down as succinctly as I possibly can. So uh, yeah, by education, I had a you know a couple of degrees in material sciences engineer uh, engineering, and then a couple of masters in product management, and, and obviously in, in project management. But somehow, you know that as traditional saying it goes by that you know you do something that you love or either you don't do it so yeah. I kind of find my way inside product management after like in nine ten years of working into you know different fields and finally uh being able to work in a in a, in a field that I love in, in, a, in a company that I love so uh yeah that's mostly about me what I do from like day to day is uh I try to help people build their product and I try to make sure that you know uh while they're building art they actually build it as a business and they build their, their team around that and they can provide some value to the users, to their customers. And obviously uh, they go on and be, be successful. Other than that, um, I teach people. I have um, more than a hundred students, uh, you know, university grad or something like that. So I just teach them entrepreneurship um, and then, yeah, just do a small bit of like consultancy thing, which is my own, like where I tell people how to spend their, their day more productively uh, how to build like how performing teams and obviously, you know, how to build a product. So yeah, yeah. that's, that's a little bit about me. So I, I want to just, before we go on to the, the coffee questions, I just want to ask you two questions about mm-hmm. that because I love the way you said, Oh, I've got a couple of masters and a couple of this, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and that is so commendable because, you know, those qualifications are not one easy to get and they take yeah. time, don't they? So, so well done on Absolutely. that commitment to that. But you. the you mentioned product and helping people yeah. build products. Are we talking about physical products or are we talking about service-based products or a combination of both? Just tell us a little, or give us some oh, examples yeah. of products that people might develop. Okay. Oh yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, so most of my experience comes into um, you know, building digital product like a SaaS product, software oh, okay. product. Yep. So yeah, I, I do most of that, not a physical card, like I haven't haven't done that. Gotcha. Probably never, like never in my career. But um mostly in inside digital domain. And and the reason you know you might be thinking like why I'm just so passionate about building product is I think of that as solving a problem. So mm-hmm. um and providing value to the user. So that's that's what you know uh, I, I start working with, with uh, in, inside products and I would say okay somebody has a problem somebody needs to find a solution for that but they don't know how to you know connect the the, the customers 
with that solution. So they, they don't know that. And that's where I think uh, most of my expertise lies, okay? You know, let's just build something that's valuable to your customers, but also valuable to you as a business. So yeah, yeah. That, that's what I usually do, yeah. Yeah, and we're going to come back to that in a second because I think you Absolutely. said something very, very important there. So okay. before we, we, we go into that a little bit deeper, then tell us a little bit about what you're drinking today and why. Okay, yeah, that, that's a good one. So um, I am a coffee guy, a black coffee guy, okay. the kind of a guy, you know, who, you know, get out of his bed and needs to have a coffee. So that kind of a guy. Yeah. 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 So, um, so my day, which I, you know, I, I call it like my insanely productive day or routine or something like that. So it starts with a coffee, a mug of a coffee or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah. And um, against that conventional thinking that, okay, you need to stop taking a coffee like six hours before you go to the bed. I usually take like two hours before I go to the bed or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> like what's just different about that, but I just, I just take it. So yeah. Well, that, that's, that, I mean, that's, that, that's intriguing because you know, I know people who don't drink coffee before they go to bed. And, yeah, and yeah, I agree yeah. with, you know, literally if I had a double espresso just before my head hit the pillow, that might be a bit difficult. Yeah. But I'm with you. I don't find that drinking coffee at eight, nine, PM in the evening actually makes yeah. any difference to me sleeping. If anything, sometimes it helps. It's a bit like yeah. cheese. Now, listeners have yeah, never yeah. heard me say this before. If I want a good night's sleep, I eat a good chunk of cheese because uh, I'm okay. out like a log. I have some amazing dreams. You know, they say cheese gives you nightmares. Well, cheese gives me yeah. dreams. So if I want wow. a good night's sleep, I take a chunk of cheese. <laughs> you know? Wow. Okay. Yeah, okay. So I'm sure that's, that, that's the new that I heard. So like something <laughs> yes. for the first time. But yeah, okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So have you got any particular favorite um, taste of coffee or bean or you know is is it more ground coffee, instant coffee? Or, you know, tell us a little bit about your your favorite coffees. Okay. Um, where should I start with that? Because that's a very, very interesting question. Oh, um, start at so, the beginning. It's a good place to start. Okay. Yeah. So um, almost like 10, 12 years ago, I, I used to think that ah, coffee is just like, ah, I mean, it, it's okay. It's, it tastes better. It's not sweet or something like that. Yeah. So um, I, I used to run, you know, amateurly, semi-professionally or something like that in, in a 400 meters. And I used to think, ah, man. This, this is a crap. I'm, I'm not, I'm never going to drink that. And then um, all of a sudden, you know, I just got hooked with that. I just got hooked with, with an instant one. So just like, you know, okay. you, yeah, you take this one and you, yeah. then you do it. And I was like, ah, oh, okay. So I used to add a couple of, you know, um, small teaspoons of sugar or something like that yeah. just, to, just, just to develop the taste. But then, you know, I think it was like less than, less than a month. I just like, it is so addictive, honestly. I think once you, once you start having that, there's like, no going back and then uh, i got introduced with uh coffee beans and that was i think back in 2012 or something like that and uh arabica is the one that is, i think uh still using the same um yeah and then um i just find out it's, it's quite a bit of a hassle that you know you just have to um you just have to you know, you brew them ground them and stuff like that so now i am mostly because like i don't have any time left in my calendar or like in my, in my day so i'm just down to the, the grounded one um yep. had a you know french press with me so it's just like probably the easiest things to do okay give it a couple of minutes and then it's just already ready to go out yeah and i must admit i mean we've had lots of guests talk about pods and i use an espresso pod machine and yeah. 
that for me has been revolutionary in the the ability just to go downstairs put a pod in get a good coffee and some people listening to this might say well pods aren't good coffee but yeah it's what we like and it's what we all have our taste but it's it is that convenience isn't it and i think we live in a world this is why you know places like you know or businesses like amazon do so well we don't make choices on purchasing now on price yeah. We start with purchasing on convenience, don't we? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We, yeah, my wife will buy salad that's already washed in and yeah, in a bag because it's yeah. convenient. You know, we buy mm-hmm. off Amazon yeah. because it's convenient because it'll come tomorrow with my, without, without me having to go anywhere. So for yeah. me, coffee's the same. If coffee's convenient, yeah, then I can go make it, it enjoyable and convenient and it works. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, talking about convenience, like very small thing that did you mm. mention, I think if, if you look at our um, and you know this entire social media, this entire internet space. Yeah. The most of the things, because we were talking about products, and um, and I, you know, most of my time usually um, I like spend on product research, you know, something. So one of the things that you know I have learned from like all over the world is just like you know, uh, the more products you're building or like whatever you're doing today or like tomorrow you're doing something is just all about convenience. Yeah. Like people would want to like connect with you, for example, like you and I would sitting in two different continents, but we're, you know, we're just talking to each other. It's just like a real time conversation or something like that. But this is, this is convenience. Yeah. Previously that never been possible. So if you look around this entire internet, this entire, you know, web 2.0 or whatever you want to call that social media boom or something, it's all about convenience. At the end of the day, it's just all about convenience. It, it is. And, and that's a good point because, you know, I, I was, when I first became a coach, you know, some 13 years ago, my coach at the time said, oh, you need to do more telephone coaching and less one-to-one. Yeah. And telephone, for me, I didn't like it because I couldn't see people. Yeah. I like to see it's people. It's hard. So that, that was difficult. Uh, and then Skype came along uh, as the yeah. alternative. But yeah. the problem I, I found with Skype at the time, and I know it's different now, but at the time, was that the other person had to have a Skype account as well. I had to have a Skype account. I had to know their address. We had to connect. And the convenience always got in the way where I think where things like, you know, go to meeting and then lastly I moved to Zoom quite a few years ago, way before the pandemic, was, you know, it didn't matter whether you had an account or not. I could just send you a link and you could click it and it would work. And it, yeah, is convenient. That, yeah. it is a convenience. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, that has been something that turned my business from very much a face-to-face one-to-one business to a face-to-face doing it online or even doing it via group as well, because adding people to the group, again, is so much easier, isn't it? Yeah, I can get 60, 70 people on a, an online workshop so much easier absolutely. than I could on any yeah. other platform. Yeah, so... I just, wish, I just wish I'd have got shares in Zoom when it first came out because uh, I certainly would uh, would be a wealthy man now when you look at how, <laughs> how well Zoom has done. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, so that leads me on to something you said earlier on, and I think for the listeners this is really important, mm-hmm. that the development of products, particularly software as a service, you know, anything yeah. that's in the digital space. Yeah. You mentioned there that products are about solving a problem. Yeah, and I think too often when we build products, whether they're physical products or whether they're even uh, digital products as, as you do, very often we build something that 
is about us. It's something we enjoy doing. It's something we feel that you know is needed. But yeah. we we often forget that it has to solve a problem, doesn't it? If it doesn't solve a problem for somebody, no matter yeah. how great our story is, our message is, our product is, if it doesn't solve their problem, they're not going to buy it, are they? Absolutely. And, and many people, when they're building their products, I should imagine that you work with, you know, have to remember that they're building a product to solve a problem. A problem. Is, is there anything you could share with the listeners where perhaps you might have worked with somebody who did, wasn't doing that, wasn't solving the problem, and you've had to bring them back to that? You know, is, or any enlightenment on, on that topic? Absolutely. Yeah. Extraordinary well question, um, Simon. Thank you for asking that. So, you know, before I answer you that question, I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to tell a couple of things. And I think, mm, I think uh, it's going to be like very, very helpful and important for, for the listeners as well. So you see um, a lot of the people, there's, there's this saying inside product management is don't get married to an idea that turns into a product. Just don't do that. Because what a lot of people, especially a lot of businessmen, what they do is they, they think of a product as a business. For example, I'm going to give you uh, this. This is, you know, interestingly, I, I just, you know, wrote about that a couple of months ago or something like that on on my website as well. You know, I had a guy, his name was um, Tyler. And, um, you know, he and I had like this interesting conversation where he was like, hey, I had an amazing groundbreaking idea or something like that. And just build me a product and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be the next big thing or something like that. It's yeah. going to change the world or something. And it's like, yeah, okay. And the, obviously um, cannot conveniently say what was the idea was um, yeah, yeah. because of the ideas and all of that stuff. But, you know, the more I talked to him, the more he realized, ah, yeah, this is not such a good idea because, you know, you need to ask them those questions that, okay, what problem is it solving? And the guy was like, I don't know. I mean, I just like it. So, <laughs> uh, so you just like it doesn't qualify as, as a life-changing product. Now, coming back to uh, my yeah. previous response, which was that I, I usually give, you know, one very good example to almost all my, um, everybody that I consult with, everybody I work with. So you see, um, you use, I think you're using um, iPhone or maybe you're using an Android. So whichever one you're using, yeah. let's, let's take iPhone, for example. So you go to the app store and you could find, I don't know, like, I don't know the statistics, but you could see there's a billion of a product out there at least a billion product out there. And, you know, every single time somebody does that product, they put in quite a lot of money in that, resources, time, insane level investment, something like that, and everybody thought they're solving some problem. But how many do you use? How many do you use, like, regularly? And, you know, I could tell you most of my clients, most of the people that I work with, the number is, like, less than two dozen apps that they have ever installed on their phone. Yeah. Less than two dozen out of a billion product because and i would probably say i've probably got about 70 80 six. apps on my phone but okay. i probably still use less than two dozen because some of them than, i look yeah. at them and i think why yeah. is that even on my phone i, I never use exactly. it. <laughs> yeah i mean you know it, it might look it, it might look you know interesting and all that uh the, yeah. the, very, the, the very first time that you know you install them and then you, you you've never come back and and that's the harsh truth about the product i mean you could be solving a billion dollar idea or something like that, but that's not a problem. I mean, that's not a problem for Simon. That's not a problem yeah. for Medusier. That's not a problem for somebody else. So you, you could be developing a product, but you might not be solving a problem. And even if you, you are solving a problem, it might get into 
another debate which is about audiences and you know targeted market or something like that so you might be developing a, a product but you you'll end up you know saying okay hey, you know this is not for everybody this is just not for everybody i mean it, you, you look at youtube kids for example you know if you don't have kids that's like you probably are never going to use that so yeah. this is that simple yeah this is that simple yeah 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 now i think and that's a great insight so thank you for sharing that and i think some great things that we should think about there any of us that are looking at any ideas that's always yeah. a good place to start does this yeah. Solve one. I love you the way you say that. Don't get married to the idea. I think that's Absolutely great, not. That's a great yeah. tip. That's that's the headline for this podcast right there. Don't get married Don't to the get idea. Married to the idea. Yeah. yeah. So thinking about your your own business, then what have you worked on recently? What's what's been evolving, or what have you been fixing in your own business? Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll talk about the product first, and then I'll, I'll talk about business yeah. challenges and all that. Yeah. So we. Currently, you know, working on, on a part that's called Capable and just, you know, I'll shoot down a link to you after the podcast. Um, so what we're doing is we're working with, um, working at, you know, as, as a team of developers and we're building a product that helps bring more transparency in your supply chain business. So what usually happens, I'm going to take like less than 30 seconds to describe that. What usually happens is that you have a brand, you have a company, you know, and you're selling things online and you have a fulfillment center as, as a partner you know, who's just doing all that logistics and fulfillment stuff. But what happens is that there's like no transparency. If you are a small business owner, your fulfillment center, you're just not as valuable to them because you're doing a hundred hours a day and Nike may be doing, you know, a billion hours in a, in a day or a million dollars, yeah. you know, hours in a day. So their priority is, is that, but they're charging you the same amount. They, you know, giving you the same uh, agreements and they, they ask, they're telling you, okay, you know, we'll treat you the same, but they don't. So, uh, so that was the problem that we, you know, we interviewed, I don't know, like probably 80 plus customers and by customers, I mean, brand CEOs, CEOs, people who run a supply chain, uh, you know, people are in, in logistics and everything like that. And we just figured out, okay, you know, that's a real problem. So we validated that. And then we started working on, on, uh, on, on the product. So we just came out of like, you know, we just launched it on, on a public uh, prime time was uh, back in January, at the end of January. Uh, and we're just, you know, going really, really strong, uh, building the team, uh, getting more and more customers every other day. Um, and yeah, we're just like excited to be a part of such a, such a you know, I think it's going to be a revolutionary product. And that's a, a guy who's like very skeptical of products. He's saying mm-hmm. that I think it, it, this could bring a lot of transparency inside that industry, I think. And is that something that is globally available, internationally yeah. available? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we we have a company um, in in Davidson, North Carolina, and and the product is just like globally. The, the idea that we have is a, so the fulfillment center business is a hundred and sixty nine billion dollar industry globally. Yeah. Yeah, hundred and sixty nine billion dollar industry, and and the problem is that there's no transparency. You know, there's like absolutely no transparency or something. And there's quite a lot of problems that we're trying to solve. And yeah, it's, it's available um, even if you're a big brand, small brand, you just need to be working with the fulfillment centers and, you know, we, we got a solution for you. Yeah. yeah, great. So how has that process of going through developing this, what lessons have been learned? Yeah. Uh, what, what can you share with the journey with the listeners today? Okay. 
Awesome. So I think um, obviously, you know, you, even though um, you have like 20 years of experience doing something and you start doing something, there's definitely going to be something that you learn new every time. That's, that's what I think. Yeah. Um, one of the, the most important slash you can say challenging thing, regardless of, of like what sort of a business you are in, you could be in a part business, a consultation, just anything is, is hiring the right team. It's extraordinarily yeah. hard. It's, it's, it's really, really difficult you know, to, to find people who are just as good as, as you think, uh, you know, as you would want them. And, and that as also, they say they are as well, isn't it? That's the other thing. That's, that's, even, that's, that, that's even a good one. Uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to give you, you know, a very interesting example. So we, we ended up hiring a guy um, and he was just, just like to know that, you know, he was like a couple of years, he had a couple of years of experience under his belt. And he used to, you know, just go out and say, um, he, he knows like awful lot of things inside this world. Like he's the guru of everything or something. Nice. Like. And then, you know, when you, when you put them to test, obviously <laughs> that's, this is like, this is not that good. And then, you know, you get into that hiding, finding that kind of a problem early on in, in, in your company. So that's obviously a problem. So I think uh, that's one of the most important thing that, you know, whenever you're working with, the, the, the most important and the most difficult problem that you're going to come across is finding the right people. Yeah. And, I think, and I think there's like no short, no short to it. So there is like no shortcut. There is no like, ah, yeah, okay. So, you know, I know Simon, so I can hire him now. Yeah. When it comes to business, it's not going to work out. So that's, I think, the biggest problem. Yeah. And second problem, which, I, which could be, which could be just only to our domain, which I would like to mention here is when you start working on, on some idea or you have a product that you say, okay, you know, I'll, I'll start working on that. Whatever you are thinking, your customer doesn't want that. So you need to have that, that thing inside your head, okay? So if, okay. if you think, I am building something that you know, everybody in, in this world is gonna love it. No, you got it wrong. You got it absolutely wrong. So uh, you need to think, what do you need to provide them? What's their pain point rather than thinking, oh, I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a cool looking idea. So let's just build on yeah. top of that. So I think, yeah, if I could just you narrow it down into two things, these are the two ones that I would love to share here. And it's, it's interesting, um, I think globally wise, there is nothing that isn't affecting every single business out there more yeah. than getting the right people, doing yeah. the right job and doing it right first time, and then yeah. keeping those people who were really good, because that's the yeah. other thing, isn't it? You know, um, as, as the pandemic is unfolding, people are starting to move and get transient and you know, they're getting unsettled and perhaps the loyalty yeah. that we thought people had, they don't have and people are very easy to leave. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I have a mantra, by the way, hire okay. slowly, fire quickly. Absolutely. And, you know, Absolutely. You know, you live by get that. The right yeah. People. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. definitely. HR yeah. people, I mentioned that in a podcast some time ago, and I'm sure HR people that deal with recruitment will say, no, no, you can't fire quickly. Well, uh, it's about, you have to. if you know it's the wrong person, it's right for you. And it's also right for them that the relationship ends quickly and amicably as well. Obviously I'm not talking about drop kicking yeah. them straight out the door, but uh, yeah, fire them quickly. Yeah. So you, you've mentioned your, your product. Uh, you've given us an idea of the process that you've been going through, <laughs> some of the lessons you've learned and two very valuable ones. So thank you for sharing those. If you could 
tell the listeners where they could go to find out more about you, about the product, particularly if they're dealing with fulfillment, where would you want to send people to and how would you want people to connect with you? Okay. Um, so I have um, a LinkedIn profile, obviously. Yep. So, um, you know, I can shoot out the link or like the username or something. It's the same, same as my name. So you can go yep. and find yep. me. If there. you can just give us your name and spell it out for the listeners, that would be really useful. Yeah, so uh, it's M-U-D-A-S-S-I-R space M-U-S-T-A-F-A. So it's Mudasir Mustafa. So uh, that's how I pronounce my name. Um, And, you know, I'm on the LinkedIn. If you come to social media, you know, I'm mostly active on on Twitter. Same name again there. Yeah. And my my handle is M-U-D-D-A-S-S-I-R. I192. So uh, I'm part of the product community, uh, you know, on, on Twitter as well, you know, trying to share a lot of valuable insight that I've learned over the years. Um, and, and I have a website if you, if you just, you know, just want to have, uh, if you have an idea and if you want to just help you build your product, build, build a team for you. So it's, it's the same as, you know, buddhasirmustafa.com. So that, that's my website. So you can definitely go in and check that one out. Perfect. Yeah. I so tried LinkedIn, to write in Twitter and your yeah. website and, and, and my website. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. These are three main mediums that I spend time with, with, with my clients, users, people who follow me or like, yeah. yeah. So if, if anybody listening to this um, does have a physical product that they do send out uh, and they mm-hmm. do have a fulfillment center, and I can think of a couple of clients that I, I know of that have, that similar sort of scenario and you're right mm-hmm. you know there definitely is a uh, a miscommunication yeah. uh, and that that probably isn't the right word but that lack of transparency is yep. one thing but, but i think yeah. it's almost it's a bit like the the old search engine optimization it's almost as though fulfillment centers are a bit of a black art you know they, they have yeah. secret tactics that you don't know about as a customer kind of thing but yeah, if, if, if somebody listening to this is in that predicament and they do want to consider that transparency, is, yeah. is the product that you've talked about, is that available? And where would yeah. they go to find out more about that? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's such a big problem in this. Uh, you know, if you're in that industry, you know that. So, you know, performance will claim to, you know, ship out your parcel, deliver on time. Uh, you know, the quality is going to be there and all that. But there's like no scorecard. You, you can just usually you just don't keep a track of that because if you are like, let's suppose a uh, $20, $30 million business or something like that, you, you don't have a tool to just track down and just see, okay, you know, if they're living up to all these things mm-hmm. that they said or not. So the product is live. Yes, it's absolutely live, uh, live prime time. You can go to C-A-P-A-B-L. So that's how we're pronouncing capable, like we're missing an E. Yep. So C-A-P-A-B-L dot C-O. So that's our capable.co, that's our product. Uh, and our consultation business is called isba.co. So I-Z-B-A.co. So isba.co is a you know, parent company that's just doing supply chain consultation and they're helping yeah. bring, you know, build the brand. Yeah. yeah. And I must admit, when I saw the booking, I saw the, the email address used, which was the consulting uh, email address, yes. my brain put those letters into a different order. <laughs> So I okay. put it into the order of Ibiza, like the Spanish island, you know, the party yeah, yeah, island, yeah. Suffolk. Yeah, I know I, that. I, I, Ibiza, hmm, what's it got to do with Ibiza? And then I suddenly, my yeah. brain then put them back into the order 
but you'd type them in. So uh, yeah, that's great. Well, 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 you know, you must have thought we were in like party consultation business or something <laughs> like that. Right. Yeah. Or some yeah. kind of well-renowned DJ. You know, you're going to yeah, be my first maybe. ever DJ on the podcast. So well, that'd be great. You never know. So if yeah. so, thank you for sharing all those different ways, and we'll make sure they're all in the show notes as well. So listeners, if you didn't get those, just look at the show notes, and you'll find the links in the show notes. If you, um, Rudisir, could give the listeners a tip or a lesson that they can take away, something that mm-hmm. they can do something with, what would you want to share with the listeners today? Okay. So I usually, you know, every single time uh, somebody asks me for like a general advice or something like that, I comes down to, you know, I, I always ask them one question, what sort of an audience do you have? So let's suppose you have students as, a, as an audience giving you, you know, building a product that's worth a couple of million dollars is not going to be very helpful. So if you can help me, you know, just understand what's look your usual, you know, audience looks like, I think I, I would be able to share a couple of parts that might be helpful for them. Yeah. So for, for some people, that's quite an interesting question then of what their audience looks like. So, you know, I, I know that my audiences generally fall into three categories. So because of my mm-hmm. background uh, in construction, I've got an audience which is construction companies and contractors. Uh, mm-hmm. I do a lot of sales and succession training uh, for people mm-hmm. who want to exit their business or sell their business for digital businesses. Mm-hmm. So that's my audience. Uh, and also coaches and consultants because I coach a lot of other coaches. Yeah. Many people get very hung up on narrowing down their audience because they'll say, well, everybody needs this or everybody yeah. has this particular problem yeah so perhaps in in this episode because you know we don't know who's listening to this and who their audience uh, is but yeah if you were to give somebody an idea of how they can start thinking about their audience what would you say to those people who say well i sell to anybody because that's okay. something i hear way way too often yeah yeah that's like really really important so um so if, if I have to, you know, explain anybody how to, you know, go audience specific or something, like that, I would say um, pick a niche, you know, yep. a niche or niche or like whatever you want to, however you want to pronounce yeah. that. So it, it based on whatever problem you're solving. So let, let me give you a better example. Let's suppose you are doing a podcast like every day. Yep. So in generally you're hosting business owners or you're hosting, let's suppose, uh, consultants or coaches. Yeah. So you would know who, who are they consulting or like who are they coaching. So you would know, okay, so there are two types of people that are providing value to. And now what's the value for you out there? Like consider yourself as a user, as a listener of this podcast and you would understand, mm-hmm. okay, you know, if I do this, this, this thing, if I can get out, you know, if I, get, if I can get a couple of things out of this podcast, that will be really helpful for me. So think of you yourself as, as a user first. And I think once you have that persona built out, okay, so in an ideal scenario, you know, that's helpful for me, you would be able to figure out like-minded people for you. And the good thing or, or a bad thing or like the harsh reality of products or like even in general, every business is you are never going to be like, I sell it to everybody. I coach everybody. My podcast yeah. is for everybody. Generalization never exists, at least in business. They don't work out. So you have to be really, really specific. In order to find um, audience, I think a lot of people, what they do is they build out a product and then they go out and start finding their audiences. I would say 
think of your audience and think of your product hand in hand. Mm. If possible, yeah. think of your audience first because that's the group of people, that's the cohort that's going to get the maximum value out of your product. So yeah, that's, I think, yeah. And that's interesting because I know in, in a lot of the coaches that I work with, they get very, very um, anxious when they get told to pick a, a, a niche or a niche because mm-hmm. they feel it's making them exclusive. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to just work with construction companies. Or I don't want to just work with that. Yeah. yeah one of my uh, expertise levels is in helping people build businesses that either get mm-hmm. sale or investor ready. Okay, so I work with a lot of digital businesses, tech businesses that go, you know, try to get multi-million dollar investments and get them ready for that. But actually, you're right um, in the fact that I identified the problem because also construction companies want to do that, you know, other businesses. But then once I knew the problem that I could really help people with, then I chose the audience that had that problem and Absolutely. that became my niche. So you don't have to niche based upon an industry. Yeah. I love the way you start it. Lead with the problem that you can help people fix and then look yeah. for the industry that has that problem or look for the audience that yeah, has that, that problem and then build yeah. your product to help them. I think that's a great yeah. a great way of doing it that we've come up there. Uh, yeah. Through. So final question then, uh, mm-hmm. if, I, if I can ask this. And and yeah, okay. I don't. we've not talked about where you've, traveled and you mentioned you've got people you work with in bristol and london here in the uk as well yeah if if you were to have your next coffee in a dream location Mm -hmm. okay this is a two-part question first part is where would that dream location be well that's an easy one um it's gonna be in madrid somewhere no, not somewhere, you know, especially uh, in, inside Madrid, there's this football team. I don't know if you follow football or not, but you're in the UK, so you definitely yeah, yeah. do follow that. Yeah. So I am a crazy Methodist uh, since 2002. It's been 20, 20 years now. Uh, yeah. So yeah, this is definitely, definitely going to be in, in that place, in Santiago Bernabeu, inside Madrid. Yeah. Perfect. So yeah. Perfect. So Ideas second, we might already have a bit of a glimpse to this. So second part of the question, who would you want to have that coffee with? If you could have anybody to, to be sat there with you drinking that coffee in Madrid, yeah. who would it be? Okay, that's, that's a good one. Um, okay, I, I, I want to say um, maybe Elon Musk or someone like that, but I would go with my wife maybe. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> oh, that's edging you back. So yeah. either way. I yeah, thought yeah. you were gonna go football, you see. I thought you were gonna go something more to do with football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So we know yeah. where you're having it and we've got a rough idea of who you have, but we'll go with a safe bet of your wife as well. So it's so always good. good. Yeah. Well, look, you you've given us some amazing, amazing tips, some amazing lessons to take away, some great ideas about focusing on solving problems particularly Mm -hmm. when we're looking at developing uh, products Uh, and I love that idea of well I haven't got to be I've got to be careful here because I've just said I love that idea but don't get married to the idea to the idea yeah absolutely that's 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 the thing I'm going to take away um, today definitely thank you very much for being a guest Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure and I know the listeners will have taken some value away from from what you've said today as well so thank you very much 
Thank you so much, Simon. You know, uh, lovely having you. Um, you know, having me on, on the same call. You know, thank you so much for asking me all these these questions, and I'm just really, really hyped up, excited, and Good. I hope you know I, I could provide some value to your users, and you know, you know, maybe help them solve something that they're tr- you know trouble. And just that. before we sign off, mm-hmm. because I know you've given us your name as the website, you've given us your name yeah. on LinkedIn. Just so the listeners are absolutely clear, just. Give us your name and then spell it out for us again. Okay. So my name is Budaseer Mustafa. Um, and you can go to LinkedIn and you can search for M-U-B-A-S-S-I-R space M-U-S-T-A-F-A. Uh, and you can perfect. put it together mudasirmustafa.com that's my website so yeah perfect perfect well thank you very much okay. and it's been an absolute pleasure likewise thank you all mine and listeners as you know this is part of my mission to help you be better aware better educated and most of all accountable so do something with what you've heard today think about your your audience think about the the, the problems that you can solve try not to get and stay married to your ideas Uh, and think about choosing that audience more by problem than perhaps by industry or who you think you want to sell to. I think that's really, really important. And as always, tell us what you thought of this podcast, leave us a review, tell us what you thought about it. Tell us the things that you've done with what you've heard uh, Mudasir and myself say here and that's a good way of honoring the time that we've given you in sharing our lessons with you today tell us the impact tell us the difference it's made to you and I look forward to having you on the next podcast bye for now thank you for listening don't forget if you'd like any help and support with your business do get in touch with Simon and to discover what your business needs you to fix next visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.